When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got somebody that I've been looking forward to having a conversation with for a very long time. It's your boy Kid Trunks, the greatest Asian rapper alive, coming straight from Brad County, Florida. And we are on the coolest podcast in the world. No, mm. no Jumper. He said it. Cool, I said it. Coolest Asian rapper in the world. I'm glad that you just went for it. Yeah, I had to. You got to never take your foot off Rich Brian's neck. That way. <laughs> that, way. That, that part. That's all is that, is that, that your way. main competition? Who, who is? My main competition is myself. Okay. Like, you feel me? I'm not really worried about no other man. But in the Asian rapper space, like, because you, you claim that. It's like, who else do you think even has, like, a any kind of... Trunks. Just Trunks. Yeah. That's, That's about it. <laughs> would, you do, would you do the Stupid Young collab? Could we make that happen? Um, I have fun with Stupid Young. Okay. Yeah. He's hard. Yeah, he is hard. Yeah. We've been talking in the DMs for, like, for, for a little minute now, so... Really? Yeah, we've just been... Not really on some music related Bro, shit. I got to be the only white person in that video. I'm going down to fucking. <laughs> I'm going to Long Beach with Kid Trunks and we're doing a stupid young video. That'd be fucking hard. That'd be crazy. All the Asians and just add them there, like. <sighs> For sure. Yo, we just found out something. We just found out that you're from fucking Dorchester, which is. Yes, sir. Uh, in Dorchester, Massachusetts. That's where you were originally born. Yeah. Oh, no. I was born in Vietnam, but I moved from Vietnam when I was two. Holy shit. And from two, basically all the way to like age six, I was like in and out of Dorchester and Florida. What were your parents doing in Vietnam at that time, and why did they leave? Um, honestly, like they they didn't have no jobs in Vietnam because it's it's <clears throat> it's hard to find like you know proper jobs that give you like good residual income. So they was like, fuck it, like let's just go to America. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so they just took off. With, yeah, took with off a two-year-old. That's pretty yeah. bold, though. Yeah, in a boat. In a boat. In a boat. So they just showed up. They didn't like know if they were gonna be able to get in or nothing. Basically. Holy fuck. Yeah, we was on some refugee shit. Wow. Yeah. But you, when you think about your childhood, okay. So then, but you guys initially moved to Dorchester, but then how long did you live there until you went to Florida? Um, I lived in Dorchester from two to five. That's when I went to Broward. Five to like eight. That's when I went back, and then eight to like ten or eleven. That's when I went back to Florida. And what were your parents doing? Nails. Nails. That yeah. was their main. Yeah, that thing. was their that was their little stilo. You know, they had their own Tip, spot. They were no. just used to running their own spot or working no, at one. Okay. They were working on for somebody else. I'm in the process of trying to you know build something for them right now. You want to? Oh, you want to get into the family business? I don't want to get into the family business, but I don't mind opening a shop for them. Right, just so they can me? have their own. Yeah, because yeah, if you have some startup capital, it's like you might as well do it on your own yeah, instead of exactly. work for somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Okay, so that was their main thing. What what was your childhood like as you kind of observed all this going on? I mean, I was always a badass kid growing up. <laughs> like I wasn't like I was definitely raised in the hood. You uh -huh. feel me? But I'm I, I'm I can't really label myself as like a, a street person because you know it's, it's a different. You know the difference between it. Mm. But like I, I would, mean, I, it's how it's how hard you gravitate towards it. Yeah, you know, you right. can kind of choose like if, if you want to just be all up in it or if you want to just be around it i, I guess. mean i was just like on some regular bad shit like me and my friends would just when i was younger we used to like just poke windows you know regular shit you know right regular shit no gang shit but i was always like bad and doing bad shit always had bad grades so like my mom was really disappointed at me for the majority of my life but mm. she always tried her best to you know keep me sane right and was that weird for you? Did you feel like the? I mean, the stereotype is that like Asian parents are hella fucking serious about their yeah, kids' education yeah. and want them to be a doctor. If you know doctor, you know get money. I'm glad you're doing that, so I don't have to. Um, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the stereotype. Was that how your parents were? Like you're supposed to really appreciate your education Hell and take yeah, advantage bro. of that? Hell yeah! Like it's it's to the point where like when I get settled in life, when I'm like you know kind of a little bit of comfortable i might get a ged just just to give it to my mom she always wanted me to like graduate high school but like high school wasn't like 
It wasn't for you? It wasn't for me. What kind of kid were you in high school? I well, I got bullied in high school. Really? I'm like a motherfucker. Yeah, but like I, I I have my friends, you feel me? I got my friends here from high school. We got you feel me, we got Vante, we got Josh, you feel me? We got Erickson, and then we got my dog Bass Antenna, his mm. artist called played, and my manager Absent Will. That's what's up. But nah, high school was it was like mid for me, bro. Like I it could have been way better, but like I've always like tried to stay to myself and like try to stay around like the people that actually cared about me. Right. But the majority of the time I was around like the wrong person mm. and like that person like Long story short, I got fucked over a whole many times, you know? It's interesting, though, because when I think about you, I think of you as being part of, like, a really, really strong friend group. I mean, I did after I dropped out of high school. Oh, that's okay. when I met um, X, and that's when he put me in members only. And, and he was the first person you met that was doing music? Or, or no. what was your involvement with rap before that? Um, <laughs> Shit, like, I've always wanted to be a rapper when I was, like, fucking, when I was legit. But, like, I didn't really take things seriously because I wasn't really around anyone that took shit seriously. Like, right. I, I keep it stacked. So hard to go from from scratch. But, like, if Key Glock was your uncle oh, shit. and you could kind of, like, see the game, it's, like, easier to sort of yeah. start to put the shit together. Shit. I don't know why Key Glock being your uncle is my example. Man, but. if Key Glock was my <laughs> uncle and I was starting to rap, Man, I'm going to work to my point. When I work to my point, you better put me on. Or even if there was, like, a guy across the street with a studio in his garage mm -hmm. and you, like, saw him make a song one time and it just clicked in your brain, like, oh, fuck, I could, I could just do that? I could yeah. just make a song? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the people you were around, you, you never were around anybody that was taking music serious? No. Okay. I'll keep it blood raw with you. When I was, like, a jit, like, 13, 14, 12, like, I was still, you know, doing freestyles and, like, recording on little-ass equipment and shit, mm -hmm. but I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't around anyone that was really taking that shit serious, right. and when I was trying to be around the people that I was trying to take it serious that were in my high school, they kind of, like, pushed me to the curb, mm. you feel me? And, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so how'd you meet X? Um, or, or why did you graduate, or why'd you drop out first? You just hated it that much? Um, I'll keep it blood raw, fucking... X told me to drop out. Like he forced <laughs> me to drop out. Like I swear. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how how did you meet him? Um. Well, I met him when I was like fourteen or fifteen. I was at I had a a best friend in, back then in high school. Her name was Cynthia, and um, I would just usually be at her crib and shit, just vibing because we was friends. And then she told me one day she was like, "Yo, I got a man. You can't really like come over that much." And I was like, "All right, bet." But you got to introduce me to him because you you feel me? We best friends and shit. So. Um, my current manager, ex's old manager, Absent Will, he had dropped him off at Cynthia's house that day, and that's where I met him. But at first, we didn't, like, get along because he wasn't a really friendly person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. You <laughs> feel me? You know, John. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. Me? I mean, I was just imagining, like, you two meeting, and I'm just... I, but that's interesting because, like, the ex I knew always had at least a little bit of an ego from his music taken off, so I'm wondering what he was like before any of that. I mean, he was always, like a, like, a, you know prolific person he was just not really like friendly like that he had a presence when mm -hmm. you first seen him that, yeah. that it was like oh my god like this is this dude is a, a thing yeah he gave me anxiety the first time i met him yeah big anxiety and i was like yo you trying to smoke da, da, da. And he like, is an anxiety inducing person you know <laughs> i could see that for a lot he, of people yeah he didn't really smoke <laughs> weed like that so i tried to offer to smoke he was like nah i'm good and after that day we was literally around the friend same group uh -huh. i saw around the same friend group mm -hmm. and Eventually, he just took me in. And was he making music at that time? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. And had you heard it? Did you, did you yeah, like? Yeah, I fucking love that. And you shit. thought it was dope from the beginning. You were yeah. like, "Holy shit, this guy's Off actually rip, doing when something." I, when I freaking first heard that shit, it was fucking. I didn't hear anything that sounded like that. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. And that's interesting because I feel like at that time there was just such an appetite for like raw, aggressive rap from young kids mm -hmm. in Florida, in particular, is where it really all started like cracking off around that time. Yeah. Definitely. What were you listening to up until that point? And was that like the moment where all of a sudden you started getting interested in all this underground shit and different shit? Yeah. I mean, before that, before I met Ja, I was listening to like a lot of mainstream shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like fucking Drake mm -hmm. and like Migos and shit before the it. situation. So Versace, don't fucking Versace. come out crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, just mainstream shit. Okay. Yeah. And so then did you, so you get introduced to his friend group? Who, what's his friend group? Everyone that we... Everyone that's in... Like, not everyone, but, like, the majority of the people that, that's in members only now. Like, mm -hmm. Bass Antenna, Flavio Tarantino, Reds, like... And, like, a few a few people that I'm not going to name that's not in here. But, you know, we would just be around the same friend group as in we would be at the same parties together. Right. Because, like, we used to throw big parties. Like, big, big house parties. Right. And I was just around. All, he, he he seen me everywhere. This, down the third. And then... He just started fucking with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And at that time, how long did it take before you got to see him beat the fuck out of somebody? Is that like a pretty consistent thing? Like I gave it like, <laughs> gave it like fucking a week after, like a week after I met him. Yeah, it was my birthday, and we went to like some like hotel for my birthday, and then at the hotel he beat the shit out of somebody. Do you remember why or how it went down? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna speak much on it, but he beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> he speak, he, like, he beat the shit out of somebody like, right in front of my face, and I was like, damn, that shit's. And did it strike you as like, oh, this is a dude who will go over the top to defend himself, or did it strike you as like, damn, this dude's got a few loose screws. Like he's he's Both. a little too quick to Both. pop off here. Yeah. Both. Like you know, like he he was always the the type of person to defend himself and defend the people that he loved. Right. You feel me? Because it was always a good reason why he did what he did. Mm. And I didn't see it until, you know, later. I feel you. So. uh when you when did you first have a conversation about like you becoming officially part of his thing or or when when what, what kind of conversations were you guys having around that time? Honestly, we wasn't life? even talking about me being a members only. Okay. I was just around, you know, like supporting him, like being at the shows, turning up, like promoting his music. Mm. And then one day I woke up, he he tweets, he was like, "Welcome to members only, men," and that's when he put me in members only. Wow, really? Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, we didn't even talk about me being in the group or anything. That's official. It's crazy. Do you remember when he did the No Jumper interview? Yeah, I do. That's like five years ago. Where, yeah, we just hit five years, actually. That's crazy because uh, I saw somebody put that on their story that it was five it years ago, crazy. a few days ago. Yeah. Super crazy. Um, do, do you, like, where were you during that? Like, like was it a possibility that you would have been going to L.A. with them at that time? Nah, or? I was super young. It was too, too I, early. I was super young, and he was with Bruno. And, like, you know, Bruno does porn and shit. And, <laughs> and at the time, I was underage. Uh, so, you know, you can't have no fucking underage kid around no porn people. That is a surprisingly mature perspective that I wouldn't have assumed that that y'all would have been thinking about at bro, that time. Bro, like, he, he, bro, X did not let me go into Bruno's house until I turned 18. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he knew that one of those girls was probably going to slurp you up? Nah, he just didn't want no cases to be, you know. Well, that is... I, I would not have assumed that he would be that mature about that, but yeah. that's a good point, yeah. He wouldn't even let me, like... Go out to the to like the clubs, like the parties and shit. Really? Yeah, but why wow, he was just mad protective with you? I remember he was he was really protective of me. But uh, but just of girls trying to fuck you? Nah, not even <laughs> that. Just like my, my energy, too. you know? Mm. Yeah. Did you eventually get older and go to Bruno's house and smash a bunch of porn stars? Yeah, I want to talk about it though. <laughs> that's part of growing up. That's part of Broward culture, man. Yeah, I'm done with that life. <laughs> Probably everybody in this room could say the same thing, besides Laura. Um, but. Okay, so how do you start uh, moving around with them and like what like th I mean, there's like a moment where X gets locked up yeah. and then his music starts blowing the fuck up Super. while he's locked up. Yeah, and it hits a totally different level. What, where were you for all that and what was your perspective on it? Where was I for all that? Um, honestly, I was just at my crib and like around like the members only boys, mm. like just trying to continue working while he was still locked up. Like we knew he was gonna get out because mm. you feel me. My dog, Innocent. And you guys were all working on the music and everything pretty um, aggressively Yeah, while he was in jail, yeah, we were working on music and, like, we were throwing parties to, like, you know, make some side bread and shit. Right. And, yeah, we were just trying to work until they got out. Right. Okay. And then, <laughs> but then he starts blowing the fuck up. Yeah. And that must have been kind of weird to witness because it wasn't, like, new music. It wasn't like he did something. It was nah. just people word of mouth spreading like yeah. crazy. Honestly, it... It didn't surprise me because from the jump, I knew he was going to go somewhere. Like, mm. I, like if it wasn't like that year, it would be some place other where. But like, I knew he was going to blow up. It surprised me, but it didn't really surprise me like that. Right. I knew he was going to go up. Definitely. Um, so then you went on the revenge tour, right? Yeah. Is there anything important that I'm skipping in between the revenge, him getting out of prison and then the, or jail, I guess? No, 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 no. Revenge tour. It was nah. pretty soon after, right? Yeah, you're on track. What was that like? Honestly, that that was my first like big tour I've ever been on, and that was like low key like the best tour I've ever been on in my whole entire life. It sounded like a fucking war every day from some of the people sick. I've talked to. It about was it. sick. It was sick. <laughs> like what kind of stuff was going on? It, it was, was just totally just, out of control. It was a lot of a lot of sick shit going on. Really good sick shit though. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, probably the craziest moment that like soon after it got canceled was when he got punched in the face on stage. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you were just, you, what went through your head when you saw that happen? Honestly, I, I just, I, don't, I was there. And when that happened, I like ran towards the side of the stage. And the person that like 
the person that didn't do it, but the person that was with him, uh-huh. he came on stage and we was on, we was behind the, 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 the curtain and we was just like basically jumping him, jumping his uh, homeboy. And like, while he, while we was doing that, he was grabbing my hair. And I think bass was there. Will was there. I think all of us were just jumping at one person. Uh-huh. But like when that shit happened, like it was so crazy. Cause I did not expect that shit to happen. That shit right. happened so quick. That was one of the craziest but the venue things set us up, the though. The venue set us up. Right. It's crazy. Because otherwise, how the fuck would he get in there? That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah. No. But I heard that guy got stabbed. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. That's just word around the streets. It's crazy. Back in the day. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Were you uh, were you getting fucked up all this time? Because I know that you've definitely uh, had your ups and downs in terms of drugs and everything, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. When did that start to kick in? Like, have you been doing that since you were young? or? I mean, I've been smoking weed since I was young. Right. And, like, the first drug I've ever done besides weed was Molly back in when, when I was 12. Uh-huh. Back when that shit was popping. Right. But then... You were I, 12. Yeah. I'm glad I knew Molly as a 12-year-old. <laughs> Feels like a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I did it at, like, 24, and I still... I don't know if I was ready for it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to experience something new. And yeah. then after Molly, I tried Zan's. And then Zans turned me into a whole different person. Like I just, I can't. Yeah, it? I can't accept that shit no more. Like the only time I'll probably do a Zan to this day is if I like have like a fucking ten hour flight. You feel me? I'll pop one, and go to sleep, and then wake up. That's a messy way to live your life. Yeah. You just can't remember shit. You're falling all over yourself, fucking drooling and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then I got introduced to Perks. And that took the place of the Zans. Yeah, unfortunately. Compa- Once again, compare those for me. Like what, what the perks were like that the Xanax weren't like that like made you like I don't it so know, much more. Oh no, bro, perks. But I don't kids, everyone that's watching this right now, don't do drugs. I'm not trying to you know push the the feed of doing drugs. I don't support that shit. But like it, unfortunately, it made me feel like so much better about myself. Really? Because like I suffer from a severe um, anxiety and depression disorder, mm. and like they. Um, the people who prescribe me uh, prescriptions, they prescribe me Lexapro, and I didn't want to take that shit. That shit sucks. I've heard. That shit fucking sucks. That one's crazy. Hell yeah. So, like, honestly, like, the drug of my choice back back then was, like, perks. And, like, right. that shit made me feel, like... It's more of, like, a up alert feeling. It depends on some Xanax, people. Right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, depends on some yeah. people because a person could take a perk and, like, feel like... But then another person will take it and just feel like... You feel me? Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, okay, you you guys get off that tour, and, like, what what is life like at that point? Uh, life was a mess. Right. I had to get my life together. After the tour. Yeah, because it was just so much going on. So much going on. In terms of what? In terms of, like, my health, because, like, I was eating terrible. Mm. I was fucking smoking every day, drinking. You feel me? Like, my immune system was down. Right. So I had to, like, get my life together. Okay. Yeah. And... This whole way, are you, like, really also plotting on, like, what you're going to do with your rap career and how yeah. you're going to sort of definitely. be able to be your own artist, even definitely. though you're attached to, like, the biggest artist at that time? Yeah, definitely. Um, after the tour, I mainly, like, took a, took a, like, step, not away from the group, but just away from, like, making music with Ja and mm. just, like, um, focusing on my own career. And my manager, Will, he, he would just be there with me every day. Like, we'll take trips to, like, different cities go label shopping but um fortunately we got picked up by empire so that's a gazi best ceo in the world but as a group not as individual artists oh no as an individual oh artist. everybody as individual artists and as a group yeah okay but i don't i think ja told him to sign me i don't know if that's true or not uh-huh. but like gazi was just looking around the circle to like who to sign around ja and like Thank God he chose me and shit. And as a as a solo artist, I I signed a you know distribution deal with Empire. We mm-hmm. got a big partnership going on. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, how many songs did you guys actually have come out together? Um, we got seven seven seven. We got Came to Kill. And that was about it. How would you describe the recording process? Because I would hear from people that he was like so picky. In the studio Yeah he's super picky He would like Take him forever To get a verse Put together He was just like Moving off emotions So much That mm-hmm. it was kind of like You know It would be hard for him To sort of Bass antenna Passing me to Commit joint. to anything Gang. Gang 
it would be hard for him to like really commit to shit or whatever that he was like very like all over the place in the studio what was your experience in those environments my experience with him was pretty was, was pretty easy i'm not gonna lie it depends on the situation mm-hmm. and the person that he works with and like if he works with anyone that's close to him in mo it's it's kind of easy you right. feel me? but when we were working on 777 um it was actually my song that i wanted him to get on for my project uh-huh and like uh, we made the beat on spot um, in the in the uh, in the back of the tour bus, and he like wrote like a few of my bars for me, and like I didn't hit it right, so he like screamed at me like you're not getting this fucking shit right, bro. Do it right, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'm gonna do it right. Shit, my bad. Did you think that that was helpful or was it? It was little... definitely helpful, okay, because I was bullshitting, mm. and like come to look at it now, I shouldn't have bullshitted. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. They kind of like that kind of coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure um okay so so when did you actually end up putting out that i feel like that video on world star was your first like big solo look uh that was my that was my first big solo video but my f- big first solo song was talk oh okay yeah um i ain't gonna lie we posted on the soundcloud like a week maybe two weeks after i posted a song and that shit went up Right. Yeah, she went and, up. and did you feel like that was kind of like the start of you getting recognized as a solo artist yeah okay yeah Definitely. And then when you did that video, like, did you know that that video was going to be the one that went up? Because I feel like that one has like 15 million views. And that was probably that was the first time that I was like, oh, OK, Trunks is really taking this serious now. All right. I knew it was going to go up because of the situation I put myself in. What was that? And toss me the lighter. <laughs> I shall catch it. Ooh, Caught it. He did. You feel me? That was nice. But anyways, um, I I knew it was gonna blow up, um, because of the situation that I put myself in. So basically, I, I was just on some chill shit, regular shit. I was on my mom's patio, and in the morning, like, I was like, you know what? I felt like just labeling myself the greatest Asian rapper alive. Mm. So I posted on my story. I'm like, hey man, like, I don't care who don't think so, but I'm the greatest Asian rapper alive. You mm. feel me? Point blank period. And then two days later, I wake up, academics posted me on a story. Oh, and or asked if, page. if people agreed. Okay. Yeah, and that shit went viral. So I had so many people hit, hit me up like, God, ah, dee, nah. and honestly, I didn't really stress it that much. So even if you got a lot of hate from it, though, was that worth it in that it got a lot yeah, of more people talking about you? it was worth it because at the end of the day, everyone as an artist and as a man should feel like they're the, they're the greatest. You feel me? Mm. As, as a human themselves, personally. I'm not talking about the next man. I'm talking about you, yourself. Mm. You should feel like you're the greatest. And as Adam22, I know this is the greatest podcast alive. At coolest, at least. But yeah, also greatest. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like I wasn't really disrespecting nobody like that because I wasn't calling people names. I wasn't calling out shots. I was just saying what I felt, and I'm entitled to my own opinion. Was there anybody who said anything about that topic that like you remember in particular pissing you off in terms of people being like who the fuck is this kid or i mean it didn't like particularly that? piss me off it kind of threw me off like kind of like what that's kind of awkward kind of weird um i mean I, I fought with them shout outs like jen gates and shit but like at first he was like calling shots at me and i was like damn this how you feel right instead of just coming in my dm like hey little bro da, 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 da. but i feel it you feel shout me? out to jen but i mean so that's a jen gates he looks he takes like a lot of steroids okay. so i understand why he felt that way he swole as hell. Okay. You feel me? So, less testosterone, my brother. It's funny, though, because you saying that and it becoming a big viral thing, it's like, that's actually what what causes that, though, is that everybody else is like, well, I, I want to go viral, too. I'm going to hop on this shit. Exactly. Why didn't I think of that first? Exactly. And, like, in my opinion, like, yeah, other Asian people or other Asian artists paved the way for a lot of people, but I feel like I really paved the way for... Asians in general. That's what I'm still trying to do because realistically and really and truly, before I did all of that, I have I did not hear about one Asian person like you know talking about themselves in a good manner or like just speaking up. You feel me? Mm. And after I did that, you see all these Asian motherfuckers, woody woo, and yeah. Don't compare yourself to Kid Trunks if you don't have face tattoos and blickies in your videos. Type shit. I mean, that's just it's different types of rappers. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if you know that was back then though. Like that was when I was doing the blinkies in the videos anymore. Nah, not really. Did that ever get you in trouble? Nah, not really. No, I've never been the type of person to get in trouble with the law. Okay, I've always I was a smart person. So, but nah, like that was me like two, three, four, five years ago. You Uh feel me? Like, and over the time of me getting older, I started to like learn a lot more. And I'm not really. How was that video though? It looked like a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm. It was a great time. Were you fucked up back then? Yeah, it was. 
fucked up and handling I was firearms. often lean in the perks. I don't drink lean anymore, but... Lean in the perks together is... No go. You turn into a zombie. Yeah. Big Z zombie. Yeah. It's crazy. That's like somebody else got to drive your car home. Yeah, You can't shit. even tough it out. No, nah, you can't. <laughs> if you tough it out, you're going to wake up with a big-ass dent in your car, or that shit going to be done by the morning. When, when did you... Uh, actually officially like stop doing drugs and shit or, or not I I'm, I'm not saying stop but you know slow down significantly you don't seem I remember you a couple of years ago and there's definitely a different energy um I started slowing down on lean and zans when I started to realize it was taking a very big toll on like not just my like physical state or mental state it was taking a toll on like the people that I love, mm. you feel me? Because you're being an asshole to I was them being and all a that. Fucking yeah. asshole, dick, fucking. You feel me? All all the bad names you can name. You're can going name through all these mood swings. You don't necessarily really understand. I don't the mood swings because you're right in the middle of it. And yeah. then meanwhile, you just have like people in your life who you're just being a fucking total prick to. And and, yeah. and I'm so thankful for everyone that's around me that I put through that. And like, mm. I'm surprised they're even around me. That's how I know they really love me. You feel me? And like. I don't know. After I realized that I was doing shit to the people around me, that was, it really fucked me up. So mm. that's when I really stopped that shit. I feel you. Um, before X passed, it was like, there was a period of however many months, maybe like six months or maybe longer, that I felt like he kind of like entered a different state in his life where he was just like, you know, he wasn't like arguing with anybody on Instagram live anymore. He was just straight making yeah. music, being to himself. Yeah, I felt he like he definitely like in my I wasn't really around like that when he um when he was doing that stage of his life, but we we would still be talking on text messages and FaceTime. I wasn't around like physically cuz I was like doing my own shit. Right. But shit from what I've heard and for like what I've seen just talking to him on the phone like he he really found love within himself. Mm. And once he did that, he didn't really care about nobody else's opinion. Yeah, I felt like he he really wanted to work on himself mm -hmm. and he didn't really feel like he could do that if he was touring or being in LA or going to clubs all this shit he just kind of cut himself off and was trying to really be like more of a normal person mm -hmm. not affected by the world as much yeah I'm glad he went through that stage though that but shit definitely changed everything definitely. but so where were you at kind of during that area were, were you stopping by the house or um uh, unfortunately I never went to his house when he was alive oh okay but like I would just be doing my own thing cause at the time like I was still kind of like hot you feel me and I would just have shit that I'd have to do, like work on my album, go to different states, you know, do do shows and all that shit. And like, and yeah. I feel you. Uh, where were you at when you found out he passed? I was at my, I was at my mom's house, and then I found out he got shot at my mom's house. But but in that particular moment, I thought it was like, mm. I thought it was on some like. He gets shot and then he gonna go on the gram and be like, "Yo, you feel me? Awesome, awesome regular shit." Right. And then, <clears throat> then I went straight to my homie house. And as soon as I got to my homie house, well, one, one of my homies, and I found out that he didn't, because the sheriff tweeted online that he didn't make it. Mm. And after that, we went straight to the hospital. And they weren't really let, letting us in like that. Right. Yeah. And then. That must have been a pretty crazy scene, just like. All the homies, all these people who just, you know, probably, like, have not been to the hospital too many times. To yes. see somebody crowding the outside of the fucking ho hospital, and it's, like, the most fucking traumatic news. I was in distraught, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like it, it didn't really hit me like that because I was delusional about that shit. Like, that shit was, like, nah. Like, nah. You feel me? Like, right. I don't know. It hit me different. Like, I'm, I'm turning into a young man. And at that time, I wasn't really, like, I didn't have the knowledge that I gained now. Mm. And I'm still learning. And, like, I didn't really know how to, like, react to it. Because it was just, like, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So unthinkable just that you could, you know, accomplish so much and then go out in such a stupid fucking way that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, man. He had know. big plans, bro. Big plans for all of us. Mm. But, shit, we still here. Do you like, feel like that? kind of took the friend group and brought everybody together for a while um i feel like some shit, people, people were like some people that off. really like understand what family is right. you know what i'm saying and like i'm so grateful to have everyone that i do have around me now and like it only just goes to show me that like you know 
not a lot of people want to stay for the ride. Like once the once the captain leaves, mm-hmm. no one wants to you know help out and like you know keep the boat going. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. like, all right, for example, a boat only has one captain. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But if the captain is not there and we need to get somewhere, all of us has to come together. You feel me? And learn from each other and like build this big ass bond and relationship to the point where we can move the boat bottoms. We, we, we don't need a captain. We need a captain. But like I'm saying, like if we all would have came together, which we did, everything could have just been more like bigger for us organically. Mm. But the only people that, you know, stuck around was the reals, the, the real ones. Right. I'm not trying to talk shit or like, you know, say any dumb shit, but I'm just keeping it in the stack because after, after X died, like a lot of people showed their true colors to us and mm. like a lot, or at least to me, you feel me? I'm not trying to just speak on nobody else, but just on Kid Trunks' behalf. Showing true colors in what way? And like, just like, you only fuck with me because mm. of him and like, that's fine and that's true in reality. But, like, a lot, once he passed away, a lot of people started to, like, distance themselves mm. from me. And, like, you know, just, you know, it wasn't the same energy after he passed away. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of people did stick around, though, and I salute them. And I appreciate them. You feel me? Right. Some real shit. I just remember that time period during his memorial, like, that whole weekend or whatever. And, I mean, I just remember going to his house and just, I mean, that energy was just fucked up like it was just so like just seeing everybody in all different stages in their grieving process you know it was like it felt important to be there and to like witness firsthand so that his death wasn't just this like abstract thing that i read about on twitter yeah but at the same time it was just so sad and so like i've just never probably been in an environment with that many like people that i knew who were that fucked up over anything yeah I don't know. It felt like there was a black cloud over the whole state, too. I just want to say that. That shit was a very tough era for me, and it still is. Mm. You feel me? But, like, I knew if he was here and, like, I continued to, like, cry, like, the way I do, he would probably smack the shit out of me. You feel feel me? So I'm going to just stick to everything he say. Because, I mean, yeah, I do cry. And, like, when I feel like things are getting above my head and shit and like I can't control my feelings and emotions. Yeah, I do cry. I'm a cancer. I'm a, I'm you emotional. You got to be able to let it out. You feel me? You I'm know? emotional as hell. If you know anyone if you ask anybody around me that know me, they know that I am I'm a very emotional person. Right. But like I choose a time and place for that, you know what I'm saying? Cuz it's a time and place for everything and luckily like as I got older, I found I found myself. Mm. And I'm still trying to fully find myself, but in the process of that, I I learned what balance was, and like once I balanced everything out, like it it made me feel better. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, I went through a time period in my life, a long ass time period, where like I was getting into it with my dad, and we'd be fighting and shit, and like yeah. I would be young and I'd be crying, and then I realized at some point, like oh shit, like you. Like, you don't cry in that environment anymore, but you also don't cry at all about yeah. anything. And it's, yeah. like, years and years out, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't even have that human impulse. I feel like, honestly, having my daughter made me, like, a way more open person because yeah. it gave me something to feel Bro, emotional you, as fuck about all the time. I'm, like, I, I don't really know you like that to speak upon, like, you know, what we went through, but I'm pretty sure you, you went through some shit in your life, you feel me? As a very grown adult as you are you living all you know, these years yeah you, you you went through some shit i know you did but oh yeah you get grizzled i feel like all the shit that humans go through it really it's like it's like ptsd mm. you know what i'm saying it, it was, it's a lot of trauma behind life itself because i don't know bro life brings a lot of fuck shit in our lives and like that shit definitely takes a toll on us mentally and, and sometimes when i see the guy on the side of the road screaming at himself or you know you see like a homeless person but you can tell that they're older and that they have like real serious mental illness or whatever and i wonder like maybe they just went through some shit in their life that they just couldn't take being a normal person anymore and when you yeah. hear about people where their kids die or get killed all this you know your, your your spouse gets killed all kinds of crazy shit it's like it's not that hard for me to imagine having something happen to you so traumatic that you couldn't really be a normal person after. Yeah, it's some fucked up shit, bro. That's why, I like, I'm not a perfect person, but I, you feel me? In the past, I feel like everybody in this planet have, has judged in their life. You feel me? No one's perfect. Like, mm. 
but as I got older and I started to like be aligned with the universe, because the people that I have around me are very universal, like mm. especially my homie Dreddy. So that's the one Dreddy. He's like a he's like a very universal person, and like I looked up to him as like a like an older brother per mm. se. And like he's always like when I'm down, he's always like you know spoke to me about the universe, and like how you gotta move with the universe. And I don't know, man. That shit is just. I'm so high right now. Like I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so high right now. I'm just getting deep into this. Shit. Okay, here's a question. When you guys actually like, like, what was the conversation like about like, yo, we're gonna make the members only album happen? Had that been a conversation that for a w- while? Well, did we ever? That was base. There was no conversation, right? That was just all music that existed. It just happened. Ah, uh, okay. It just happened. We didn't even have a conversation about that. Okay. He just, I think he put it all together by himself. Exited. I think so. Did he? We don't know. See, I think... So nobody in the group knows how their first <coughs> album came out? It just came out. <laughs> it just happened? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. He told y'all to show up to the studio. Studio, and like he told me to send him the songs that we recorded on tour. But how many months after he passed did the album come out? Because I always figured that the album was like the idea came after he passed. Or oh, what, you talking what? about volume three or volume four? I forget. The big one that came out like on Empire and shit. I forget. Was there there multiple ones on Empire? Oh, oh, you talking about Volume Four? Okay. Oh, I mean, we like us and X. We didn't talk about make no music before we passed away. Now I'm remembering what project you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I thought you was talking about. I was talking about the one after he passed. Okay, my bad. Oh, when he actually after he passed, I mean. We took time and to like to think about things like that because like we were I was signed to Empire and Empire was really close with the group mm. and guys they just came to us and like yo bro like you know let's just do a members only volume four a little tribute album for Ja right and like yeah that's how it happened okay she was fired though do you feel yeah you were satisfied with it how do you feel I about mean, the response I, I was satisfied with it you feel me it was it it, it could have been a lot like not better per se. But like we just had to like, it was it was not it wasn't rushed, but like it was I don't know it could have been a lot better. But I was basically satisfied with the album because it, it, I don't know. I feel like a lot of things could be better in life, and that's just how I feel. Could you um is the group like close enough? Do you think there will be another project, or what's your thoughts on that? Yes, there definitely will be another like mo project, but it, it would just be like you know. It wouldn't be a volume five. No, eight, eight, you feel me? I'm okay. not gonna speak on volume five because I don't know nothing about that. But right. you will definitely get another group tape from us. Okay. Have y'all re- like recorded? Yeah, or? I feel like y'all are like yeah. kind of separate and like no, I don't know no. how much you have to do with each other. To be honest, a lot. Okay. Still a lot. You feel me? Like we see each other every day. We live with each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, what is that, that too. It depends on like who you see. That's an mo. Okay. Cause like, the structure and the dynamic is totally different now. Right. You feel me? But yeah, we still, everybody still like get along and like talk every day type shit. Were you ever close with Ski Mask, or was the beef kind of just? Be- I, I was always close with him. You were always. Yeah, close cause with he was around us and shit. Okay. Yeah. But then, how did that end up sparking off between y'all? Um. It was just some, like, petty shit. Right. Like, petty shit, because, like, I don't know. It was it was just some... We brothers, bro. We clash heads. You feel me? I'm not I'm not about to speak, like, what our business has, mm. but just know it was on some petty shit. But did you you felt like he wasn't necessarily being a part of the group or giving a fuck about y'all or, nah, or he, about he, you, he, or what was the attitude? He gave a fuck. Okay. You feel me? But I didn't... In the time when we, we were, like, you know, like, having troubles and shit, like, I didn't really see it from like you know his standpoint Mm. you feel me and he didn't see it from my standpoint either right so that's why we like talked like you know face to face on facetime to see what you feel what caused it what's causing the problem and the solution of the problem but what was i saying i mean schema has like kind of removed himself from that universe even before x died in a way like it felt like he kind of for his own sanity, sort of like moved away from a lot of it and was mm-hmm. trying to like sort of do his own thing as an artist and shit. Yeah, I mean, dude, like everybody goes through a lot of shit and everyone has their own demons and mm. like it's it hits people differently. And like, you know, um, 
he did go like distant from us on like as a solo artist but you know if that made him happy if that made him you know financially better and just as like mentally just okay that's all we care about did you ever have a conversation with him after this shit went down on instagram live like squashing it or squashing what with ski mask like did y'all ever smooth it out at all or what you mean just the the you guys were talking shit about each other oh, on yeah. live and shit oh, or yeah. you were i don't hey, know nah, if that, really that's even... when that's when like we like called each other in facetime and like you know he explained his side and i explained my side and it's like we was both wrong right we just didn't see it like that because anger and like all this emo- emotional shit but we brothers at the end of the day brothers p- clash patch it up. that will always be my brother okay you feel me but Shout out to Ski. <laughs> Shout out to Ski. Yeah. I was talking to Scheme about Ski the other day, uh, just being like, yo, like, what has he been doing? Like, like, what is his, uh, you know, has he been partying, quote unquote? Like, just, I was just curious about where he was, where he's at. And he's like, yeah, he's sitting next to me playing fucking 2K right now. I'm like, oh. Every time I'm I see talking him, about he him was like working. he's a mystery, you know? Yeah. I don't, he, he be taking this shit serious. Cause it's just interesting because you never see young rappers like just, take a year off and be away from the scene and be away from putting shit out. Like most rappers are so thirsty to just keep doing shit and get people's attention. I think he's like a really amazing rapper and artist. And so I think he can take that much time and his fan base will wait, but it's, it's interesting to see him actually do it because most rappers just don't really do that until they get maybe more established. No, for sure. I don't know. He has, you know, he has a fucking big ass cult following. Yeah. That was that was fucking Jaws' best friend. Mm. You feel me? They both was fine, like in their own way, mm. and like he will always have them cult following fans, just like everybody else. In Mo, like Bass has his cult following. Mm. I have my own cult following. Flyboy got his own cult following. Like we, everyone in the group has. You know, I feel like everybody in the group could do that, mm. but like as this point right now, because of COVID, we gotta stay consistent. Right. Just expect new music from us, like real soon, like real, real, real soon. Yeah, you, you've been recording a lot? I've been recording a lot. Really? A lot. I've been overworking myself. Okay. But in my mind, I really don't see, like, I don't believe in overworking. Because, like, at the end, it'll all, I'll be satisfied at, at the end. So, right. But technically, I've been fucking overworking myself. <laughs> I'm fucking tired as fuck. Really? Hell yeah. That's what's up. Are you, like, planning on, like, your next thing, your next project you put out, are you going to, like, push it really hard and, like, um, make it so, vi- uh, like, you're going to treat it like a real album or? I mean, the next project I'm going to release is mainly going to be more towards, like, my hard-hitting shit because my last, my debut album was basically an experimental project album, uh, Moon, and it was, like, you know, focusing on the alternative sound, mm. and I wasn't really rapping and doing hard shit like how I used to, right. but this upcoming project is about, about to hit, bro. Yeah, like, what do you think your fans want from you? Because, like, want your biggest songs are the trunks. ones that are fucking Yeah, they want the old trunks back, man. The old trunks never left. I just took time to evolve you feel me like mm. i still want to give y'all like the trunks that y'all looking for times 10 right you feel me and like i i've been experimenting with shit and like you know y'all gonna y'all gonna like it <laughs> y'all gonna like it just know that y'all gonna like it and for the features sure. features gonna be crazy who now, else we got who's on it i'm not saying nothing oh shit they okay. have to find out because a lot since i've been in la man like i've been blessed with a lot like fortunately and i thank the universe for it you feel me i'm not gonna say too much on here but just know very big things are coming soon shout out to luxury tax from cactus jack you feel me that's the homie he's been showing me number love since i've been you're out signing here. the cactus jack huh you're signing the cactus jack nah i'm signing to exclusive myself. i'm signing to myself but Uh-oh. cactus jack you might want to sign to travis scott too realistically <clears throat> step in travis duh i'm not saying anymore but travis you know what's up, like, yeah. Interesting. I'm not saying no more. You got no m- more! You got more face tattoos on the way, or are you capped out? I'm capped out. Really? Okay. Yeah, really. I'm capped out. No more space. No, I mean, you do, but you just have to go, like, full face tattoo uh, nah, guy. exactly. Like, like every, nah. I feel like I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I thought about, not eventually, like, I thought about, like, try, like, removing my face tattoos and getting new ones. <laughs> okay. But like I'm not going to do that. It's kind of crazy like getting face tattoos seems like a very Xanax part of your life thing. Majority of it was. <laughs> majority <you> <laughs> of it was. Yeah, I swear. Majority of it was. Doing Xanax made getting mad face tattoos Bro, seem like a good idea, right? my first face tattoos was off bars. Yeah. And I got like four at the same time. 
the dude with Anne Frank on his face, I would say that's probably a oh, Xanax decision. Yeah, right, shut yeah, up, Arnold. Arnold the goat, though. I fuck with Arnold. One time I went to Bruno's house, I seen Arnold there. For real? Yeah. No, nah, nah, I ain't gonna lie. Everybody close. Right. Yeah, everybody that be in Florida, that be in the music shit, everybody close. Right. And we all fuck with them and shit. Yeah, I wonder how many face tattoos weren't done on Xanax. I would say a large percentage. I would have to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Not you, but just like the oh. world in general. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, f I feel like a good majority of people like got face tattoos without drugs. This right. is my question is now that all the hottest music coming out of Florida is basically about like shooting other people. Like, are you going to become that kind of rapper and start like no. just smoking on packs and no? We well, is smoking on pack, but no. You know, like smoking on a pack of so-and-so. Oh nah, see that's I'm gonna leave that over there with that. That's, You're that's, not into that's that? the that's the drill shit. I mean, like I could I could do that with. with I feel like people it, actually want you to do that, and if you put out music like that, I'm it would go crazy. I'm not gonna let no one put me in a in a weird state and take me out my element mm. to speak upon them with my lyrics. You feel right. me? You gotta do some fuck shit to me. You feel me? And even then, I'm not even about to speak on you because. You don't deserve my energy, hmm. but I, I understand because drill rappers they gotta do that shit. You feel me? Because right. that's what they do. But I don't label myself as a a drill rapper, a rapper for sure, but more like a, a like a musician. You feel me? Like a real artist because I could dibble and dabble with every fucking thing. Hmm. Definitely. I feel like a lot of people been sleeping on me too. Who are you fucking with? Like at this point, like who inspires you musically or gets you interested? Um. I listen to a lot of Juice World. Oh, really? A yeah. lot of Juice World. Like, I'm a very big fan of Juice World. Like, I, I can relate. You feel like him and X are the best of this generation? Yeah, basically. I would say that. I would say that. I don't know if anyone would consider that that controversial. I mean, and just my opinion, I feel like they they did some big shit. But especially, like, Ja. Like, he did some... I like if he did some crazy shit with his music. I don't know what Juice World's career would have looked like if it wasn't for X. I feel like X probably like made Juice World in some ways the artist that he was as well. I mean, just having that I know for a fact you know? Juice World was a was a fan of Mo. Yeah. Before he passed they away, they DM'd and shit. Yeah. Yeah, like I ain't gonna lie, he wanted to be in members only. We mm. were just on tour. It had, bro, it's all on Twitter. You can fucking look it up. Whatever the case you want to do, but he wanted to be in members only at one point, and like we were just so busy. That like, we didn't even see that shit until he passed away. I think I was I was maybe one of the only people that was in the studio the night that Juice made that song about Peep and X. The <sighs> night I think that was the night that that's, X died. That's, that's Legends, right? Yeah, and I pulled up to the I studio and he song. was making that song, and you know like he he was really fucked up off X dying. Like it wasn't like just some rapper died. Like he was really in a state. Like he was fucked up over bro, it. Bro, his music impacted a lot of people's lives, bro. Mm. And like I don't know. But with Juice's music is different though because like he he raps about you know suffering against like addiction with drugs mm. and like you know just a lot of relatable shit that I could relate on yeah and, like I don't know his music is different. The other day my girl was playing like some pop Spotify playlist or some shit and all of a sudden I realized that I was listening to like some weird pop cover of Sad and I'm like whoa pop cover. It was, I don't know, some pop star artist or whatever. And I'm like listening to it thinking it's a normal song. And then I realize it's the lyrics to Sad. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that's kind of crazy to think that, like, you know, like yeah, our crazy. homies' songs are like being covered and treated like they're fucking Christmas songs or yeah. some shit. Like, they might never go away. Yeah. People are going to be performing these songs. Like, that's dope. That's bugged that's dope. out. That's dope. Oh, man. That's, that's dope. crazy, right? That's dope. Yeah. That's some dope shit. Um, okay. So, when do you think you're driving this project? I don't have a date yet, uh -huh. but I've been releasing a lot of snippets out that I currently archived. I'll be posting more shit soon. I noticed that your Instagram's got nothing on it. And nothing on it. No. Nothing on it. I like to, I don't know. Very rare. Very rare indeed. Very, very rare. Uh, but no, nah, I just wanted to be mysterious. Mm. And like, I, I wanted to like take time off social media as well. And like what I'm really focusing on when it comes to, and I just like went through this like two weeks ago when I first landed to LA just to see everybody and shit. I'm like clear my mind but from now on i'm basically just focusing when it comes to my social media my music i'm focusing on mental health and mm. people that's really going through shit in life that like i, I want them to, to feel that they're not alone you know what mm. i'm saying because it sucks bro like having depression having anxiety and having like personal problems that other people think are bad and getting judged for it bro that shit sucks compare your mental health right now to when you were on the revenge tour how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you're like way better equipped to face the world every day than you were when you were younger back then? Um, yeah. Like, I, I've gained a lot, not a lot of knowledge. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know, bro. Everybody has their ups and downs and shit. And mm. like my current state right now, like I'm happy mm. to be alive. I'm happy to be in this position because it could be worse. But I don't know, bro. I be in my head a lot. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel it. Um, well, I'm looking for the looking forward to the new project. Me too. Got to see that shit. Me too. I'm, as a matter of fact, I got your number. I'll just send it to you. I need that. Yeah. Let's go. Exclusive. Anything else you want to say to the uh, the people out there? Yes, of course. So one, I have my brother Bass Antenna in the building with his, you know, artist Scarlet's Blade, and I would like to, you know, introduce them to the world real quick. Oh, hey, okay. Y'all, 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 yeah, can y'all come on. to the camera oh, real quick? Oh, she's an artist. I did not know that. I right, well, yeah, she's an artist. Oh, okay. And he coming through in the Balenciaga sock shoes. Yeah, she got the Balenciaga sock shoes. Got the no, big ones. She got some boots. So look, I like, come take the mic. Yeah, I don't like Tell him. I'm straight. Tell All him. types of shit. We got Scarlet and her blade over here coming to you from like 2021 until like the rest of forever. You okay. feel me? Yeah, Come on, talk your shit, Scarlet. Shit, what you gotta say? I ain't got no shit to talk, bitch. I'm high and drunk. But um, <laughs> hey, hello. She's shy, but she going. She about to go up though. What when you bring your drunk friends on the podcast? Bro? He went out and found himself an artist. Look at that. That's, that's I ain't gonna lie. Base been on the CEO shit, big CEO yeah. shit. But shouts out to everybody back in the east. Shouts out to Rich Fetty, and P Fetty, Streets Fetty. Shouts out to the whole Fetty man. My dog San One K. My dog C Trick. Good ass interview. I like. This was a great. Nah, this was a great interview. Like just talking to us too, like talking to OG members. For sure. Is this a different perspective? But oh, we had Keys on here the other day. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. funny. Rare. He's okay. rare. 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 Yeah. Shouts out to Keys. Yo, I just. His I, funny ass. His fried ass. Keys, about to take everybody by surprise. Yo, I just thought of a really good question that I could ask you, and I'm not What's even. Up? I'm not going to get super specific. Nah, get super specific, man, because this is what we do in the coolest podcast. Thoughts on X's Instagram account going live after his passing? Should that ever happen again? That happened? You don't remember that? That happened? Oh, I guess we could talk about that off camera, but yeah. I, I didn't know. I never knew that happened. Yeah. It's, it's I little, mean, shit. It gets that, technical. That, that was kind of. Saw some blog posts about like it. It was surprising. Yeah. Kind of. I was asleep. Seems like a strange move, but yeah. hey, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Kid trunks, throw you in the trunk. Adam 22, put you in the snooze. Drinking water. With some juice. With some juice. Don't do drugs. And some foos. And some foos. That's it, man. You know, it's your boy Kid Trunks coming from Brad County 954. And yeah, you dig. Appreciate you, man. Kid Trunks, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Doug. Bow. Bow.